the freezer just like ice And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you You'll wind up like the wreck you hide behind that mask you use And did you think this fool could never win? Well look at me, I'm coming back again I got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know while I'm still standing You just fade away Don't you know I'm still standing Hello and welcome to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and this is episode 61. And on this episode, we are going to be discussing two new feature films, Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic, as well as Booksmart, the new uh, feminist, uh, millennial, coming-of-age comedy. Dramedy? Comedy. Sure, that works. We'll get into that a little <laughs> bit later. But first things first, let me introduce my guests. Travis, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Here to talk some movies. You're uh, wearing an Elton John shirt in honor of the recording today? Yep. It's uh, just to defend my love for Elton John here when we get to the uh, review. It's it got looks about... new. Did you order the special? No, it sits in his closet. Oh, no. It's got 2010 on the back with the dates... It's, it's That's the official tour shirts. It's nine Tom. years old. <laughs> yeah. Sick. It's been sitting in his closet on, ever since some... 2010. Look at it. Dude, it's got like 40 Elton Johns on the there. The image is starting to crack a bit. Those are all Elton's? Yeah. yeah. Some of those you might even recognize from favorite? the film Rocket Man. I like him with his purple hat. It looks um, like he's in um, The Mask. Actually, yeah, all <laughs> these are for, for everyone else, not me. So I haven't actually picked a favorite. Ah. <laughs> That's Tom who was chiming in. Tom, yeah. how's it going, buddy? Coming at you from just outside the atmosphere. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Tom via Skype I'm, I'm from in. the atmosphere. <laughs> uh, so before we get into our movie discussion, uh, let me go first. So I've been uh, balls deep in two different, one new, Where one going old with that? <laughs> hobby. <laughs> so I started playing Pokemon Go again. Over mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend. Building up your social network. Yeah, that game is lit. There's like sure, it's four, gener- quite a bit. four <laughs> generations of Pokemon now. Uh, so it's just a lot more entertaining yeah. because you're like constantly getting new Pokemon. I feel like the not the drop rate, not the pro- it's not the proper term, but like uh, the frequency that Pokemon show up is significantly higher than it was at launch. Um and they have like new features, like you can trade Pokemon with people. You can give people gifts, which give them Pokeballs and stuff like that. So Haley and I have been doing it, just like walking around Green Lake, getting our steps in, hatching yeah. eggs. Yeah, is there like a is there like a Pokemon Go Fitbit collaboration going on? I feel like that's a just the perfect opportunity to corner the market on fitness gaming. Not not like an official like app uh, they don't link the apps they should or totally anything. make a deal but you can i think you link pokemon go with like the the base like activity tracker for whatever phone you have so mm-hmm. like iphone has i think it's just called activity which activity is linked to a separate app that i use called pedometer so like the, and i also think pokemon Dude, go just tracks your steps like imagine if nike had like if the nike app it's like if you complete this workout you will get whatever Pokemon. <laughs> you can link the Nike app with Pokemon Go. I don't think there's any incentives 
to like you get or you don't get bonus stuff because you link the Nike app. You should get bonus maybe a stuff. missed opportunity. Maybe some Sick. Jordans for your Pikachu, maybe hmm? some Jordans for your Pikachu. Dude, how Ooh. dope would that be? <laughs> Track spikes. <laughs> Did you know there's a device that you can buy um, that basically will cheat steps for you? It just like swivels back and forth. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey just puts his Fitbit on like a dog. Like if he's like at someone's house and they have a dog, he just like stuffs it in their collar, so it runs around and it gets him steps. Why? Why does he want those steps? So he doesn't bad? need the help. I mean, Trey is like the most active guy I know, but he just, probably just, just thinks it's funny. Fun. Yeah, you guys know Trey. <laughs> um, okay, but they don't have some sort of incentive program. I don't know about. No, no, not that I'm aware of. Anyway, send you like a fruit of the month basket or something like that. Fruit of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, it's like a subscription. It's like, um, I don't know, you can get it for a gift for somebody. They they might hate it, but mm. then they get a basket of a certain type of fruit every month. It's pretty pretty fun, I think. Sign me up for six months. Run out of fruit pretty quick, right? Like, No, they give you way there? too much, like more than you could ever use of a specific kind. So then you have to get creative and be like, well, how the fuck am I going to use, a, uh, you know, this is an actual eight pounds thing. of of passion fruit i guess i'm about to try and make passion fruit jam well it's different fruit every month right yeah how many fruit are there like you subscribe for a year and like well that's all in the, the fruit. world <laughs> oh there's hundreds you got apples <laughs> oranges, oranges bananas grapes cherries, strawberries watermelon pineapple cantaloupe pears there uh, are multiple types of citrus you know not just oranges i guess once there's you're distinguishing like sumos. breeds of of fruit like honey crisp apples golden delicious Absolute. and like, you do for fruit of the month okay. hell yeah you do I oh guess so. so this is an actual thing plus there's berries yes it's an actual thing it's awesome i should do it actually i would love it why not just go why to the grocery you... store and buy fucking raspberries because it's a surprise you know and they always and it's like handpicked they always do the really good stuff they don't just give you like some out of season thing it's always like boom these are the best probably not bananas that's if i got bananas for fruit of the month i'd be pissed well bananas don't last very long also it's bananas you know they I cost like bananas. six cents and you can get them whenever you want Bananas are my go-to. I don't, but I like I like the go-to fruits though. Like if they were sending me like a fucking five-pound box of kumquats, I'd be like, "What the? F- what am I gonna do with these?" Exactly. That's when you have to start making jam. That's work. Why would you want to? <laughs> so that that's why I'm saying many people hate the fruit of the month club as a gift. They're like, "What the fuck?" I'll take. I'll go what one step further with all say, these yeah, Most people don't even know that this exists. <laughs> They 100% know that this exists. Have you ever heard of this? No, I've never heard of it. I know there's a thing, it's like imperfect fruit or something, where they send you like not the perfect one, so it's super cheap. Imperfect produce produce or something? Yeah, imperfect produce. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Well, that makes sense. It's not like a single brand that just has all of the market on Fruit of the Month. I'm sure there are many different companies that do this. God, subscriptions. For everything, dude. Dude, 10 years from now, every single thing we do in our lives is going to be on a subscription I feel like this thing has been since uh, around for like 30 years, probably. For the month? (laughs) I have no... What? (laughs) Maybe. It's been around as long as I've been on this planet, and I had never heard of it. Still have not had every fruit. (laughs) Remember since (laughs) you were born? (laughs) Man, when I was traveling, (laughs) it was crazy to see fruits I'd never seen before. Very strange experience. Because I love fruit. And I all wonder. of a sudden, there are these totally new, weird, alien-looking fruits. Sorry, where is this? Yeah. Well, when I was traveling in particular, oh, when yeah. I was in like Asia, I was like, what is that? But, you know, you don't know what's good. Right. 
Hey, be a little adventurous with your fruits. Yeah. Uh, so Pokemon Go. I don't know how we got on this fruit ram rant, but uh, I've been playing that, and I've also put probably about fifteen twenty hours into Persona Five in the last week. That game has just sucked me in big time. What kind of game is that? It's like Final Fantasy oh, meets me. Pokemon set in the world of Degrassi. Pretty dope. What are you showing them a picture of? Fucking fruit star of the fruit. Month. <laughs> Five pounds of fruit every month, baby. Every month? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot of rotten. Delicious fruit. monthly deliveries feature two different seasonal and oh, exotic okay, fruits grown specifically for us by premium farms and growers worldwide. Have you ever wanted a fruit fly infestation? Well, we're your go-to, <laughs> buddy. Can you set up like your preferences where you don't want certain fruits? Yes. Cool. I don't know. I just send me the link. I need to get on. Twelve months this. only. Four hundred and thirty dollars. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, that's just one of them. There's probably other ones. But that that's are perfect produce. This one's <laughs> number one by the Wall Street Journal, though. Pomegranate. When's the last time you bought a pomegranate? I've never bought one, but I've there had you go. You would have pomegranates. Those are a pain in the ass, though. Why yeah, would you I'll want five? It's not worth the work. No, you just watch the YouTube video to show you exactly how to do it. It's not worth the work. It's not even worth watching the YouTube video to learn how to do the work. <laughs> Pomegranate's good. It's fine, but... Yeah. That's no, nothing special. It's better as a juice. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. Okay. Sorry. Enough about the fruit. Persona 5. Yeah. It's so, sick. it's like a high school game. Like, the characters are in high school, so there's, like, hanging out with your friends. And there's activities you can do. The combat is like Final Fantasy, but with a Pokemon spin, because there's, like, different types so as you add people to your party, they have new moves, and you like collect personas, and they have different moves. So it's I'm loving it. So I've been spending most of my free time playing Persona Five. Nice. So those are the two uh, the two addictions that I have in my life right now. Travis, um, what's up? Nothing really. Just been uh, busy again, either playing Apex or. Uh, Attending social obligations, yeah, a little bit of homework, not as much as I should be doing. Attending social obligations, <laughs> <laughs> not hey, just hanging out with my friends. A debutante. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, well, my sister was in town this past weekend, so we had a barbecue. So for you're her. calling your sister an obligation? Well, I mean, a social obligation. <laughs> be an asshole not if I didn't show up. <laughs> not as bad as his girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, so how was that? Uh, it was good. Um, played volleyball at my aunt's. Did a little campfire. Yeah, it's good to see my family. Um, that's about it. Cool, Tom. Uh, I beat God of War over Memorial Day Ooh, weekend. So nice. I was off on a uh, uh, bachelorette party. So that was my holiday. Using our review scale that we use on the show, what are you giving God of War? Dude, like four and a half stars. It's pretty good. Maybe five. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was God a ton damn. of fun. ton of fun. Pretty short, too, if you just mainline the story. But you could do it in like 12 hours. That's it? Really? I wouldn't yeah. want to just mainline the story, though. No, I didn't. I probably spent more like 30, 35. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing about like the length of that game. Yeah. Yeah. It ended... I, I was surprised when it ended. I thought it was. it's definitely set up for more material. 
I've put 43 hours into Persona 5, and I'm not even halfway done with it. <laughs> yeah. It's a time It's sink. one of those. Oh, yeah. Big time. Loving it, though. I mean, if it's fun, that's what it's about. But yeah, God of War. I might pick that up on a, on a sale. Now that I know that like performance isn't a huge issue yeah. on like the base PS4. You should. I mean, I think I got it for like $20 or something. Yeah. And that was like six months ago. So It came out like six months ago. No, it came out over a year ago. I guess ago. we're in June now, are we? No, no. Yeah, it came out in 2018. Over a, yeah, like holiday 2018. No, like like February, early 2018. Oh, fuck yeah, you're right. <laughs> so over a year now. <laughs> I'm behind the times. Well, cool. Is that all that's new with you? You conquered Mount mm. uh, Olympus or whatever the fuck? Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We had some friends visiting this weekend, so that was fun, but uh, just hanging out. Cat sleeps on the bed now, so we're complete slaves to her. Oh, you didn't, uh, I thought it was a closed door policy in this house. It was, but she's just so cute, you know? I'm not falling for that bullshit. Haley is like, oh, let's just leave the door open. Morrissey will be fine. I'm like, are you fucking mental? Like, <laughs> no, he won't be fine. He'll be biting my toes at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> She doesn't do that. She just, no matter what we do, she just has to go outside at five in the morning. That's just what it is, you know? So we just do it. And here she is. She seems like a much more well-behaved cat than my cat. Yeah. So you have to get up at five every morning? You have to get out of bed at five, not up. That's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's You go back to bed. Right. Yeah. It's I'm not just, very good at that, so I let I let Haley do that. I just pop thing. my earplugs in. Okay, I gotta put her back outside. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Travis, you got anything you want, else you want to mention before we uh, dive into our Rocket Man review? Um. No, not really. Okay, Tom. Now that you've returned, any last thoughts, comments? Oh, I did set up my own uh, router and modem. The other day, that was pretty exciting. Tom, any uh, last uh, <laughs> comments? Also, uh, cleared the hair out of my drain, my bathtub drain. Was you, would you get like a snake or something and put it in the? No, no. Isn't that the worst? Which drain? The shower drain? Yeah, dude. Isn't that the worst? Oh, it's pretty gross. Like, but what even happens in there? I don't know. Oh yeah, dude. It's just like a glob of hair, like soaked and cum that's basically what it looks oh, like yeah? <laughs> i mean it's shampoo and soap and stuff but that's basically what it looks like so uh, you did it yep why why you oh chelsea can't even like do the dishes she's that grossed out by stuff like that so oh how convenient i know right <laughs> it's I, her hair doing this she cleans the cat box she does other stuff so okay i'm not complaining hey man uh, if you got a, an arrangement that's fine but it drains like a dream now so mm. <laughs> <laughs> if your uh, pipes are getting stuff. a little clogged you might want to take a look down there and give it the old swipe just give a dial up Paul Plumbing. Yep. <laughs> um, I will make one last comment. Mm. This is a huge development in our life. Ooh. About a rocking chair mm. preparation for mm. the infant. And it's vintage and it's pink and it's velvet. Yeah, Tom showed me uh, the nursery before and he it's got awesome. here. Nice. Yeah. It's That's all ready it. to go? The chair? You don't have to like. Oh, it's ready to go. Yeah, it's all or anything. No, no. Paint velvet. It's all velvet. Well, I mean, the base of it is wood. Okay. Well, 
I haven't seen it yet, so. Well, talk no. to him. He's the one who <laughs> got up at you. Uh, no, it's all broken in. It's ready to go. Everybody should be very jealous of my pink velvet rocking chair. Question, why do you own so many sandals? Oh, we'd had or a... Or not even sandals, slippers. We had a fundraiser event on Sunday for Nepal. To raise slippers? Or is it, are those donated From slippers? Birth. They're don- <laughs> to raise some they, No, we buy, we, buy them, we buy them in Nepal. We bring them over here and we sell them. Oh, okay. So those yeah. are from Nepal. Yeah. Okay. Where are they made out of alpaca? I doubt it. <laughs> I don't actually know. Is there a tag in there that says made in Nepal? Probably not. It looks a like <laughs> some sort of wool. Yeah, they're I'm they're felt, but I don't know what what animal contributed to them. Those look kind of itchy from here. No, they're comfy. <laughs> they're comfy. Itchy and comfy. No, just comfy. Okay, and warm. Those pink ones look a little dirty. Are these worn? Are these like secondhand? <laughs> no, Nepal man. Nepal slippers. No, it's just the dye job. You starting your own shoe company there? Gonna, gonna call it Tom's. We're gonna call it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get it okay let's move on <laughs> <sighs> all right well good segue let's move into our review of a rocket man we have a clip let's listen what's this hmm? number 11 in italy the song doesn't work that's the problem the record's coked out mor the problem is you have never understood me and what I have to go through. And you know what? I should have sacked you when you left me. I am glad I left you. It means I can maintain some objectivity on your self-indulgent, myopic little world. Get in the studio, make some music, or don't. I don't care. Well, you will when your money runs out. Do your worst. In fact, take me to court. You signed contracts with me years ago, so I'll still be collecting my 20% long after you've killed yourself. Okay, Rocket Man. Plot synopsis reads, A musical fantasy about the fantastical human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. Film was directed by Dexter Fletcher, who filled in for... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody pedophile guy, Brian Singer. Filled okay. in for Brian Singer when he got fired from that production. Uh, the film stars Taron Edgerton, Jamie Bell, Richard Madden, Bryce Dallas Howard. And oh, I was going to say the writer, but it doesn't matter. Lee Hall. Lee Hall is the writer. So we've been seeing uh, trailers are, for are this they thing. Of, uh, of note, Lee Hall? Or do you just want to give him a little... No, shot? Lee Hall, he, he wrote... Um, I'm pulling it up now. War Horse. That's nice. cool, I guess. Billy Elliot. Remember that movie? Yep. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish, yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, Rocket Man. <laughs> I feel like the first time we saw trailers for this movie was like last summer. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't like a release date. And it's finally here. May I 2019. I thought the trailer looked pretty bad. I thought the trailer wasn't the movie. looked better than the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, I thought. Yeah. Agreed. No. I was pretty excited for this. I was excited once I heard that it was getting good reviews. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Tom, you're going to kick this one off. Give us your general impressions of Rocketman. All right, I'll give you three general impressions. Mm. Number one, I thought Taron Edgerton was good. I was impressed to know that that was all his singing. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, I had quite a good time with the movie, especially in the first half to two-thirds. Number three, it was too long. Sounds like a Travis soundbite right there. It was too long. Uh, definitely it's not my normal long. go-to. But, man, it was too Most long. Most movies are too long. It's only two hours long. It but it felt long. For a biopic? Too I don't long. think so. It all It's all about the feeling. If it feels long, it's long. It felt like a two-hour movie to me. It felt like a long two-hour movie, <laughs> if that makes sense. There's some movies that sense. just blow by. I know what you're saying. Super yeah. into. I didn't feel that way, though. Could you know even use maybe a little bit more runtime, but there's certain movies where you're just like, let's go. Yeah, I think also <laughs> on the upward trajectory of his career, I was like just having a blast. And then as soon as he hits 25, it was just a little bit more of a drag. And maybe that was kind of the halfway point, And I would have liked it to be more like the two thirds point of the movie. So maybe it was just like the, uh, the rising and falling action of the film could have been adjusted to suit my needs better. So the the pacing is that what you're no, referring to? Not the to? pacing. I just didn't. I didn't like the back half as much. I didn't have as much fun with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Travis, you want to go or should I go? I'll go. Uh, so, full disclosure: huge Elton John fan, but uh, not a huge fan of this movie. <laughs> uh, one, I thought it was kind of boring, kind of long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it didn't really feel like a story worth telling. Like, I feel like his story is the same as like most other famous musicians to a degree. I mean, I know everyone has their own story and their own little intricacies of their story, but like the same like themes and stuff that they were trying to tackle in this is like the same thing they were doing in Bohemian Rhapsody. And maybe it's not fair to like criticize that for doing the same thing of the movie that came out last year, but it's hard not to compare the two, especially since the director is the same to a degree. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much he did on Bohemian, but, um, and I'll talk about Aladdin later cause I saw that as well, but I had the same problem with both movies where I just felt like, like there's just certain properties that you just shouldn't touch. Or if you do touch them, they're just going to like feel like a copy or cheap or just, just not, what you want i guess because like every time they broke out in a musical number like i just wanted to hear elton john like i didn't want to hear taryn and the other performers sing the songs but i mean not to like totally like shit on the movie because i thought taryn was good in it i thought like the production was pretty good um like the musical numbers were done well um, I could have maybe had them be a little bit more fantastical or like maybe a little more trippy or something, but um, yeah, I'll start with that. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the movie is at its best when it's embracing the the fantastical elements. Like that was a big part of the trailer for this movie. It seemed like it was going to be a lot of like trippy blending reality, like musical numbers. Yeah. Uh, but most of the musical numbers in the movie are pretty generic like they were well done 
They're sung well, they're acted well, but most of them aren't very flashy. Like they just kind of felt like a by the numbers like musical piece in yeah. in in a musical, you know what I mean? Like when they would actually reach for something fantastical, like the the scene from the trailer where he's like in the pool, right? Like I thought that sequence was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite sequence in the movie was when he first plays at the Troubadour and he does Crocodile oh, yeah. Rock. That was a really cool sequence. Um, I was never uninterested, though. I just wasn't that impressed by most of the other musical sequences because it was just kind of a lot of, like, you know, singing and dancing through houses and the camera spinning around and then more people showing up and it turns into a big dance party. Like, kind of formulaic. And his story at least in the way it's presented in this movie is also pretty formulaic. You know, you have a super, super talented kid who grows into a super, super talented artist strikes a big virtually overnight. At least that's the way it's presented in the movie. That's not really how it went for, for him in real life, but overnight success. Um, and then, you know, what happens? Substance abuse, betrayal from people within your inner circle, uh, da- battling your demons, uh, daddy issues, like all that kind of stuff happens in this movie. So it wouldn't be right to like not tell Elton John's truth. Like it sounds like he approves the movie and he loves the way everything was portrayed. But as a movie, it feels pretty formulaic in that sense. Yeah. Um, Which is weird because a lot of people are saying this is like a, a fresh or like not, maybe not a fresh take, but like this is a biopic done right. But it doesn't really feel like a biopic to me. It feels more like a musical. Yeah, I was. It, it was definitely much more of a classical musical than I expected it to be. I yeah. wasn't expecting so many like song and dance numbers. Me neither. I was surprised and by that. I thought it was kind of silly. Some of the like, I mean, you could probably say that about pretty much any musical but like just some of the times they were breaking into the song it just felt a little too like on the nose or like oh here we go here's this song that's playing now and yeah like it also just felt like there was a bunch of musical numbers in the movie just to like so everyone has like their moment for their favorite elton john song to pop up in the movie yeah which is a cool idea i guess but like every time a song started i was just like Oh, but this isn't Elton John doing it, so I am less interested. <laughs> I don't I see I actually really really liked like I don't think Taron Ederson sounds that similar to Elton John, but he's got a really good voice. Yeah, he does like, have I a good love voice. Seeing all those sequences and hearing him sing, mm-hmm. doing all the dance sequences. I thought his performance like it sounds like you guys liked his performance. I thought it was pretty great. Like I liked him a lot in this movie. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just would prefer hearing Elton John. But and then on top of that, like it was weird how they in those scene, scenes where he was singing, like it was the 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 singing was obviously dubbed over the acting. So like, well, he, yeah, it's not Les Miserables. You like, could tell like the 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 mouth didn't match the the singing, but then they were still using that same person's voice. So it was just like throwing me off. The that's virtually every musical. Yeah, but it's like. I don't know. I just wanted to hear Elton John, though. Like <laughs> he can't. But that's that's boring, though. I mean, that, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, but that's what they did in that movie. Like he just was lip syncing the whole time. Not that he technic Taron Egerton wasn't technically lip syncing in the scene, but 
Elton John doesn't sound like that anymore. So you would literally just be like taking away his like, uh, like breaking down the individual tracks within a song. Yeah isolating the vocals you know what i mean like at least there were some different renditions of elton john songs you can't do that because elton john doesn't sound the same anymore but it just felt like it like it's like high school musical or something at that point like just other people performing other people's songs or what was that show called that everyone loved glee yeah that (laughs) (laughs) that turn well yeah that's an unfair comparison (laughs) i think but (laughs) in no i don't I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. If you had something. Oh, I got something. I, I mostly just agree with you guys. Um, I think you are just an Elton John super fan, and you're taking it a little hard on this one. I, I, I still feel like the story wasn't like, I, quite I there. Had this, like, I found myself asking the same question when we left. I was like, because Sarah said it was cool that that movie got made while Elton John was alive and could like contribute to it, or you know, he was an executive producer. Um, and I was just like, yeah, did we need to know his story? Could, I mean, I feel like I could have done maybe just as hey, well with like a documentary. If you want to learn a story, just listen to something. his music. <laughs> it's all there. I mean, things that are cool about his story are like, the main thing I think is the relationship with, with Bernie. Mm-hmm. That stuff's pretty cool. I, I had no idea about that. But, um, other than that, it, it, you know, it was like Matt was saying, it was pretty, pretty by the numbers but for yeah for two hours like we didn't learn that much like it just kind of hit the like high points or like milestones of his of his earlier musical career and then it just yeah i don't know i thought it was effective i feel like they maybe like painted his picture with broad strokes you know what i mean but essentially the the theme of the movie was he didn't know how to receive or find love due to his upbringing and his fame and people within his life who betrayed him. And then, you know, he eventually found out how to love again. You know what I mean? Oh, um, one thing that I also thought was pretty generic, it was an effective framing device, but was pretty formulaic was the fact that he is telling his story in an AA meeting, that you know, it like cuts back and forth to the <laughs> AA meeting. When the movie like, opened with that, I was like, I liked that. Are we really doing this? And then it stuck with it the whole movie. I didn't love it. I didn't, you know, it was, it was effective, I guess, as like a, a narrative device, but I don't know. I thought it was. I liked it until the end. See, that was my favorite, probably my second favorite sequence in the movie. So you liked the end, but not the rest of it well going back to travis's point about how you're just kind of waiting for your favorite song to show up they ended the movie on my favorite song like he walks out of the rehab center or whatever singing my favorite song you know so maybe that was a factor too because like musically i was the most invested that i had been <laughs> except for the crocodile Rock i liked song. the way they tied up the movie with that song um i thought that part was done well at least yeah uh, there was also a really cool scene where it's it like the cheesy. the camera yeah a little on the nose but the bit, whole yeah. fucking movie is so <laughs> yeah it's a lot of it the use of the music is very on the nose like they plug in songs that match what's going on in his life at that moment you know sure that song in particular is pretty on the nose but i thought it was effective but there's a sequence where he's sitting at the piano playing shows and the camera's spinning really fast around the piano, and uh, he's like changing costumes when the camera cu- goes oh, yeah. behind the 
the lid. What the fuck do you call that in a piano? The sure upper deck. The, the lid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that was cool. It <clears throat> didn't look super pretty, but I thought it was a neat effect. Yeah, the transitions were cool. Um, speaking of the underwater scene, though, it was kind of cool, but like I was a little underwhelmed by it. I didn't like how. It, it was again kind of on the nose with like the the scenery or the setting match to the song. Yeah. But then like the younger version of him singing at the bottom, terrible. Yeah, that kid <laughs> was kind of annoying. But... I don't know. Like I, I bet Elton John was annoying as a kid. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but that scene could have been more magical. You know, yeah. I really, really wish they had fully embraced the fantastical yeah. elements because that was the coolest shit. I was actually yeah. surprised. I didn't think you were, since I knew you didn't like the movie. I thought maybe that bothered you, but I totally could have gone for more production and more just ridiculousness on the on the performances. Yeah, that's what made I it think interesting. It needed a different director, though. Yeah, he's a little. He's a little too like. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to call him a jobber because I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, but it, it's very like... This is pretty much all he's done, though, is it's, biopics. He's a very textbook director. Like, everything is very technically sound. It doesn't look bad, but it also didn't look amazing, you know? Yeah. Like, Nothing everything, happens that you want to really, like, stick around for. There weren't any low lows, but there also weren't really any high highs. Like, I enjoyed the movie start to finish. I thought it was pleasant. I liked seeing the story even though it wasn't the most interesting story. I like the performances. Uh, I will say that Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, I don't know how the fuck she's still working as an actress. Like, I thought she, she was bad. garbage in everything I've ever seen her in. Well, yeah, what was going on with her and her character in this movie? I don't know. Oh, speaking of, though, one thing I thought was kind of weird was that there's a significant amount of time that passes in this movie, but they don't do a great job of making Taron Ederson look older. They you know give him I mean? like the like like some stubble. But well, in the hair, like it's a little bit longer and like, like thinning a bit. Yeah, it was. I mean, I guess it didn't really bother me, but I was like, I wasn't really feeling the passage of time because it covers, I think, thirty five years of his life. What? Something like how that. old was he supposed to be at the end? I think it ends. Like he well, he was sober right at the end of the movie. At the end, yeah. it says he's been sober for 28 years. So I guess that would mean he's been sober since 90 or 91, whatever the reference for, you know, when the movie was finished. So uh, he should have been like in his early 30s, late 30s. At, by, by the end of it? Of the movie? Yeah. What you... No. What? He was. 40? No. What? What? He His career started in the late 60s. Okay. And he was what, like probably twenty years old when he like first got his thing. He was twenty. So he was when he became a millionaire. Fifty. Twenty five when he became a millionaire. Yeah, he yeah, definitely like never looked even close to fifty in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> if it was actually like, but if 15, it was like this, if it was like seventy to ninety, that's twenty years. So he could have been okay. So he could have been like forty. No. Because he would have been born. How old do you think he is now? Eighty? No, he's he's, he's seventy. Yeah, I think he's closer to forty than. 50. I, okay, I guess you're right. Yeah, because if it was even so, but Taron did not look forty. No, I mean I looked it up. He's twenty nine years old. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was a little thing where it just kind of I didn't really feel the passage of time as much. I guess like I didn't realize older. he was supposed to be that much older. I thought he was supposed to be because, yeah, I just thought that you know he lost his hair early and he was like thirty two, thirty three, something, but not that far off. Mm-hmm. Just when you say it like forty or forty one, it, it does it looks wrong. I'm pretty sure they used aging makeup on Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm-hmm. Because there was one scene. Oh, at dinner? End, yeah, where yeah. her face was like. So they gave her like jowls. <laughs> she <laughs> looked <laughs> terrible. She looked like just swollen, not. Yeah. Not she looked aged. like a bee stung her in both Yeah, cheeks. she looked ridiculous. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, that wasn't great. Um, costumes were kind of fun. Yeah, see, that yeah. was that was why I wish they embraced the fantastical elements. Because, like, that's who Elton John was. He was this larger than life, like, super flamboyant. Uh, the way he like dressed and he did his productions, it was like very over the top, very glamorous, and like yeah. the costumes were cool. But I just wish they had like I don't know, just really gone all in on the fantasy thing because it perfectly yeah, matches his public persona. I think that was lost a little bit in the movie because they make it, it when you watch the movie, you have the one scene at at the troubadour, but the rest of it they make it seem like he only does the costumes because he feels like he has to or because that's like the expectation on him but my impression of elton john is that he wears the costumes because he fucking wants to yeah and he has a blast doing it so i think they maybe could have added they could have inserted a little bit more joy into his performing unless it really was that miserable for him i don't know right but it, i don't get that impression i think they just sort of didn't hit the note right there and uh Again, it was a little generic, but I, I thought the like emotional impact of the family stuff was was well done. Like mm-hmm. I didn't cry, but I when he went back to visit his dad and he was like yeah. very affectionate toward his new kids. I like, you know that that scene worked for me. It was effective. Yeah, I, but I we've seen it good. like at least a dozen. Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I I really enjoyed the movie. Um, wasn't amazing, but. You know, it, I thought it was uh, serviceable, but better than serviceable. It was it was a well done biopic. Yeah, it was fine, but ultimately I was pretty disappointed because I'm a bigger Elton John fan than I am Queen. But I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody way more than Rocket Man. Maybe I need to see Bohemian Rhapsody. It just like I turned it off. It's more entertaining yeah. and just like yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> no, yes. how many? How much time did you give it? Probably like. 45 minutes? Oh, okay. Well, you gave it a decent... How long is that movie, Travis? Bohemian Rhapsody? Probably about two hours, but it flew by. I was I was needing a little bit more of that Live Aid concert at the end. Bohemian Rhapsody left me wanting more. Rocket Man? Me. I was like, ready to leave the theater. I was just no, I wanted to keep in. going. I about an hour in, I was like, just going to walk out, read the Wikipedia plot synopsis. No way, dude. I wanted to see I wanted to see The Lion King. I wanted to see when he was on stage with Eminem at the Grammys. Like I wanted like start to finish. Let's see the whole Elton John biopic. That's what I was looking for. I wanted all the four hour cut. <laughs> yeah. That'll oh, yeah. be on the on the Blu-ray yeah. special feature. <laughs> all right. Anything else you guys want to say about Rocket Man? Who would have played Eminem? Eminem. All right. <laughs> he's played himself in like four movies i don't have anything else travis uh nope all right star ratings two and a half oh, Jesus. on the negative side four four 
for yes. me as well. Sorry, bro. <laughs> not amazing, but it was good. Pretty yeah, good. That's not a two and a That's not a four movie. star movie. <laughs> it's for sure a four star movie. It feels like a four that star. That wasn't a four star review though. Yeah, it was. Not really. No. I didn't hear any like ringing endorsements. Well, you were bringing down the discussion. <laughs> we had to come down to your level a little bit. We were talking like a three because we were talking to a 2.5. So we had to, you know. <laughs> I I mean, I'm probably closer to a three, but I'm going to... I'm just going to stick it to Rocket Man and give it the old 2.5. Are you going to burn that shirt when you leave? No, no, no. This has nothing to do with Elton John, okay? He endorsed it. He loves it. Elton John loved this movie. Of course <laughs> <laughs> I'd love a movie about my. Do we think that Elton John has good taste in movies? I don't know. He probably likes uh, Casablanca, know, Velvet Goldmine. Uh, trying to think of movies of like <laughs> The Birdcage, <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I saw Haley on the way out because she dropped you off. Mm-hmm. And- she was like, oh, I like your shirt, but I thought you didn't like the movie. And I was like, Elton John and Rocket Man are two completely different things. I mean, it literally says Rocket Man on your shirt. I understand that's his It says song. Elton John Rocket Man. He is Rocket Man, yes. But he is separate he's, okay, from he's a Rocket this Man. movie. No, he's right. the Rocket Before Man. we move on to our next review, favorite Elton John song, go. Your song. Tom. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Go home, Tom. Uh, I'm still standing for me. Oh, Travis and I talked about this. I didn't know this, Tom. Did you know this? You know that Sing movie? Uh, it was animated. It's like the it's like American Idol kind of, oh, but yeah. with animals. Uh, there's a gorilla in that movie named Johnny. The and main in, character. No, the main character is the porky pine right i thought the gorilla was the main it's an ensemble yeah. cast does he, he wear has... a, denim ja- a denim jacket yes leather jacket leather jacket, leather jacket. okay he's a cool looking gorilla mm-hmm. um but yeah. the song that Rosie he O'Donnell. does at the end <laughs> the song he does at the end it's i'm still standing by elton john mm-hmm. taron Egerton voiced the gorilla in that movie no way yeah i had no idea okay so he's got a little little thing going Just loves on elton john i guess <clears throat> i that movie is not very good but that part Insane is fucking awesome. Like he sounds amazing. Like that gorilla tears the house down. Pretty Which cool. reminds me, we have to talk about previews that we saw in the theater this week. Oh, okay. So we'll get to that in a second. But you just reminded me something real quick. Has this ever happened to you guys? Where the same trailer gets played twice? No. Before before the movie? No. No. That has literally happened to me twice since the last time we. That talked. is disgusting. Deja vu. Deja vu. When I saw Booksmart. They played the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog trailer twice. And when I saw Rocket Man, they played the Men in Black International trailer twice. Uh, I would have walked out. <laughs> well, the, Son- the Sonic one was the worst because it was back-to-back fucking Sonic trailers. Oh I've never God. seen that one. Well, so I-, I worked in a movie theater, so I know that somebody does pick the trailer because it's all digital projectors now. So somebody does have to actually pick the trailers that Based play the before movie. the movie. There are some that have to play before specific movies, right? So I, I don't know. What are the odds? Like, I've never seen that happen before in my life. And then two times, two weeks? What the fuck, man? AMC Did is you just complain? going down the shitter. 
Did I complain? You should have complained. I want my money back. I had to watch the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer no, no, no. twice. Someone needs to take a stand on these trailers, though. <laughs> Too fucking many of them. I want, like, a 15-minute max. I love trailers, Dan. But you, like, sitting there for a half hour before your movie starts watching trailers? I don't mind. Oh, my God. Get me trailers out are of fun. there. Except, okay, can we just jump into it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. There are two really, really, really bad movies coming out that you I keep having to yet. watch trailers for. Yes, correct. <laughs> One is whatever Icarus has fallen or whatever the fuck that oh, the new Gerard, Gerard Butler, Butler movie oh. is. God help me. It looks so stupid. Every scene I see, I think, how, how does this keep coming out? I thought maybe we were somewhat past this level of bullshit and then do i even know what he's talking about is that the sequel to like olympus is fallen oh. and is it really called icarus is no fun. it's not i don't <laughs> is it a sequel it's the third one of those movies oh my god mm-hmm. it's like morgan so freeman's it's like i've decided movie. to make you my cia <laughs> director and then he's like i won't fail you and then he's like oh shit i need to be a cia director right now <laughs> and then it's like you're framing me for the murder of the president i'll never stop until i find the real person who did this it looks fucking bad oh god it's like if you made up a bad action movie that would be it Dude. and then if you decided the worst possible person to to play the main character, you would pick Gerard Butler. He's like the king of like the like C or D level franchise. <laughs> yeah. He, what is I, with that guy? I don't think I can name... He sells tickets. <laughs> one... Just because of 300. Great Gerard Butler yeah. movie. Even 300. Like that movie is okay, I guess. But like I can't think of a single Gerard Butler movie I like besides that. Hmm. P.S. I love you. I didn't... No. What? Why would I watch that? I don't know. Chelsea loves that movie. Okay, so the point is, that movie looks amazing compared to the trailer I had to endure after that, which is called something about a, a dog. Oh, Dog's Journey? That one looks pretty good. What? The new dog movie? Dude, Dude there have been so many dog movies in the past six months. like it makes a dog's purpose. Are we talking about the same movie? Are you talking about the one? It's one where the dog has a voice in his head. Oh, that Kevin Costner does the voice of the dog. Narration of the I've dog. I've read that book. That book is and Amanda Seyfried is in awesome. it, and I'm just wondering why she did this to herself after well, being in First Reformed. And Milo Fortemilio or whatever. I don't the fuck get his it. Name is. Oh, Were these people like? Yeah. Did they did they shoot this movie in two weeks and get paid a ton of money? Is that what mm. happened? Like it was just like no commitment, and then a, all of a sudden you're rich. I it's don't. a popular book, dude. But the book is good. Seriously. It is completely unironic, and I was so upset just watching it. Have you seen Marley and Me? No. Do you actually think Art of Racing the Rain looks good? It looks like it will make me cry. <laughs> I asked you if it looked good. No, it yeah, doesn't that look one good. looked totally ridiculous too. What's what's that one? There's another. So wait, so are we talking? There's multiple dog movies coming out. There is a dog. Which one do you actually think looks good, or were you just kidding? No, well, I'm talking about the racing one because he sits in the car with yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, the art of, of racing in the rain. Oh my god, fuck that! It looks that like looks such like it will make shit. Cry. It looks really bad. Looks like such shit. It's a golden retriever, though. Just read the book, seriously. Just read the book. No, don't read the Why book. Why would I read no, that? Nobody should do Why anything to do that? with. I've this already read where garbage. the red fern grows. <laughs> They're completely different books. <laughs> yeah, but you get the same release. <laughs> that's all i'm looking for is release <laughs> that's not what we're all looking for <laughs> but for real though like there were 
there was just a different talking dog movie that came out. Yeah, I think like, this is a dog's journey. Well, that's the new one. There's one called A Dog's Journey, which I've heard like kind of okay things about. Oh, there was one right before that that was like A Dog's Way Home or something. A dog's Purpose? And then there was A Dog's Purpose, too. What's, what's going on? What's with all these fucking dog movies? Dog movies make money, dude. <laughs> God, if they put Gerard Butler in a dog suit. A dog suit? Yes. <laughs> Actually play movie. physically plays the dog. <laughs> Correct. And he saves the president. Whew. You know what would be fucking hilarious, though? Is you do one of these types of movies, and you put people in dog suits, and they narrate. And you put dogs in people suits, and you just, like, voice over, like, them. You know, like, CGI, the dogs in human yeah. costumes. But then, what you do is, instead of the dog barking, because it's a person in a dog suit, you have them just speaking English. Right. But you narrate over the top with dog barks. <laughs> Yes. I think we're on to something. You guys. <laughs> I'm not seeing any of those. <clears throat> oh my god. Okay. Uh anything else on Rocket Man? That we're was the end of that. Trailers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's time to move on to our next review unless there's any objections. No. Let's do it. Okay. Next review, we are going to be talking about book smarts. We have another clip. Here we go. We have to go to a party tonight. What? Let's go to Nick's party. Are you kidding? No, no way. We only have one night left to have studied and partied in high school. Otherwise, we're just gonna be the girls that missed out. We haven't done anything. We haven't broken any rules. Okay, we've broken a lot of rules. One, we have fake IDs. Fake college IDs so we can get into their 24-hour library. Name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple of rules. Picasso. That's, he broke art rules. Name a person who broke a real rule. Rosa Parks. Name another Susan one. Susan B. Anthony. God damn it. Okay, Book Smarts is directed by first-time director Olivia Wilde, written by Susanna Fogel, Emily Halpern, Sarah Haskins and Katie Silberman. The film stars Beanie Feldstein, Caitlin Deaver, Jessica Williams, Jason Sudeikis, Lisa Kudrow, and Will Forte, aka McGruber. So, this movie has been getting a lot of buzz. Uh, it's kind of being billed as like, uh, the feminist super bad, essentially. Um, a lot of hype, not doing super well at the box office from what I've heard, but people are really loving this movie. Uh, Tom did not get a chance to see this one. So this review will just be me and Travis. Uh, do you want me to go first on this one? You want to go first? First? Um, I'll go first. Okay. So I loved Booksmart. Uh, first movie of the year that I was fully invested in and uh, didn't want it to end. Uh, that is a rare feeling that I have in the theater. Um, I thought the two leads were great. Beanie Feldstein is pretty awesome and can't wait to see her in more and more stuff. Mm-hmm. I did like her small part in Lady Bird, but I was glad she got like a full center stage role in this movie yes uh it's really funny probably one of the funnier comedies i've seen in quite some time at least the last five years or so last last one that would hold up to this would be like the big sick yeah 
Yeah, this movie might even be a little bit funnier. The Big Sick has f- funnier jokes, like overall. Yeah, but there are more jokes. There's no 9/11 joke in books. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is a part, we'll get to it later, that I did laugh really hard. Um, see, I would say The Big Sick is a dramedy. I mean, it's a comedy, but it, it gets pretty heavy toward the yeah. end of it. This is the the best, like, pure comedy, for me anyway, since Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping, which I love. Yeah, I mean, this has a little bit more going for it, though, than just comedy. I mean, a lot of movies. I mean, some comedies do, but, like... I don't know, like Tommy Boy, for example, like that's literally just for laughs. Like, sure. sure, there's like some sort of themes going on with like family and friendships and stuff, but it's like pretty much just a full on comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the last, like, like something like The Package, which is literally just like juvenile comedy. Like, there's, you can, there may be attempts at heart, but, it's it's a comedy. It's a crude comedy. Yeah. Um, so I I also love this movie. Um, I was a little on the fence by the end of it as to like how much I was really going to to praise it because it is very smart and well written and funny, but it also feels a bit formulaic. I mean, we talked about this with with Rocket Man. I mean. If you look at, we'll use Superbad as an example. If you look at the parallels between those two movies and like the the ups and downs, like the trajectory, they're almost identical movies. I mean, even down to the fact that Beanie Feldstein is Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's kind of playing the equivalent of his Superbad character and Caitlin Deaver is playing the equivalent of uh, Michael Sarah's character. Yeah. These are. This is a broad comparison. I do think they they feel different, but they're both R-rated, kind of crude high school comedies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even when you look at the journey, it, it felt very familiar. But while I was watching the movie, I was loving it. So ultimately, I came out the other end being like, you know, this may be a little formulaic coming of age comedy, but the way it's constructed, the performances, the jokes, like it all, it all, it's firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was formulaic and could be compared to Superbad, it still felt like its own thing. And we don't have a ton of movies where like it's the two female leads, like leading a comedy um, and like tackling some of the subject matter that they do tackle in this. Um, but yeah, it's just super entertaining. Like I, I, wa- I went and saw it by myself because Chelsea couldn't go see it at the same time I did. Um, and, like, I was laughing quite a bit, like, by myself, laughing in places other people around me weren't, like, laughing harder than other people weren't. And, like, it's very rare for me to enjoy a movie on that level if I'm, like, just sitting by myself. Right. So you were that guy. I was that, that screening. Guy. Well, I wasn't like making an ass out of myself. You were like dry heaving in the back from laughing so <laughs> <Yeah>. hard. <laughs> Slapping the guy next to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a super good time. Did they have a third wheel in this movie? Like McLovin? Not really. Kind well, kind not a third wheel, but there is a recurring character that was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, he was Gloria. 
Well, oh. him too. I'm talking about the girl who just like shows up everywhere they go. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some really, really good like standout moments. Like mm-hmm. there's one moment in particular that made me laugh very, very hard. Um, yeah. Involving, they were in like a lift. And one of them was thinking they may have, like, their first sexual encounter, so they wanted to, like, watch porn to for research, like, just to figure out the mechanics of it. And he, the guy, they were charging their phones, right? So the, the Lyft driver, like, made a comment, like, oh, I can, I can plug you guys in. And he plugs it in. And they're like, no! He plugs it in. And it's just, like, <laughs> the sound <laughs> that plays over the speakers was so funny. It was, like, wet. Like, it was, like, two wet hands slapping together. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was, I was fucking dying. They're just, like, mortified. It cracked me it up. It was, like, the sound Tiffany Haddish makes in Girls Trip with the, uh, banana oh, yeah. <laughs> did you see that no oh okay oh yeah you didn't see girl strip um sarah saw this and she liked it but from what she said it sounded like it was more you know high highs for sure but also maybe some misses so it sounds like you guys did not have that experience there was one sequence i didn't like involving drugs that they take mm. And it's like doll, was doll stuff. Yeah. And it, that didn't really work for me. I didn't think it was very funny. Yeah. And it I, just seemed out of place. Because also, I feel like I don't know exactly what drug they did, but that would not be an actual experience if someone else on drugs. You know what right. I mean? Right. I, yeah. I think she was just trying something different stylistically and it didn't necessarily work. I mean, I don't know. I don't think maybe she just wanted to do something different than like the bad trip scene that we've all seen before, you know, just to like do it a little bit differently. But ultimately that's what it was. I just, I feel like you don't have to do that. Like you can have characters be on drugs and just act like they're on drugs. You don't have to do like a weird trippy. Yeah. Cause there's so many movies that do like animated drug sequences or they do like weird like they look at a character and their head is like a like a grape or something you right know? like you don't or have when, to do uh, that stuff nicholas cage dips his finger into the uh acid and mandy <laughs> <laughs> i don't even remember what you're talking about oh his mind literally gets blown and that's shown on screen oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't remember that part <clears throat> not really oh is it after he commits several murders in a home? Yeah, with his axe, and then he like he dabs the acid and licks it, and then like the screen just like flashes all these crazy like trippy images yeah. and like a like a skull with like a face melting on top of it. Oh, okay, yeah. And now then, like I know the what screen you're like about. explodes. Fucking <laughs> 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 Might but, have to rewatch it. Oh, I want to oh, rewatch definitely. it. I, just, I need confirmation. Um. So yeah, Booksmart, pretty funny. I will say, as like a coming of age movie, the the comparison that I think of is Eighth Grade from last year. And yeah, it felt pretty similar. I think Eighth Grade is a more like honest, like truthful examination of like what it is to be like a gen generation z uh booksmart is funnier than eighth grade yeah but eighth grade felt more impactful to me like i think i would still say eighth grade is a better movie than booksmart even though i love both just because the emotional impact of eighth grade really worked for me booksmart's funnier but 
it felt stylized in the way that it's written like the dialogue and like the the frequency of jokes like eighth grade felt more honest to me so just you know two coming of age movies that deal with not the exact same age group but pretty close yeah um and they also use the same song so there's the scene in book smart that uses a song called slip away by perfume perfume genius and I would need to rewatch eighth grade to confirm. I don't know if it's in the movie or not, but there were definitely trailers for eighth grade that used that perfume genius song. Um, so I don't know, just a weird parallel between those two movies. Um, but yeah, I loved it. It's not my favorite movie of the year, but it's very close. It's up there. It'll be a, probably be a contender come end of the year. It is my favorite of the year so far, but there hasn't really been anything that's really wowed me this year so far. I mean, it's no John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, but it's better. <laughs> Would my <laughs> experience suffer significantly if I waited for this to be on Amazon Prime? No. It's really no. good. I think you would really enjoy it, but it's probably close to being on the way out at this point. I don't think it's doing super well at the box office. Yeah, and so. summer, like summer season will just wipe all yeah, the small movies we got out. fucking X-Men coming out, yeah. Spider-Man... Yeah. Whatever other fucking blockbusters there are this summer. Fucking Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely see this becoming a comedy I go back to, like, multiple times over the years. For sure. Which is... As much as Superbad? I actually haven't seen Superbad in years. But yeah, I would put it on that level. Like, oh, I, would, I wouldn't. I would no say way. it's... No, it's I wouldn't say it's as good as Superbad, but it's, like, it's in that, like, wheelhouse of comedies. Yeah. 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 It's not... As funny as Superbad. No. I mean, Superbad is arguably the best comedy of the past, like, 20 years. Yeah. It's a banger. Big time. Big time. But yeah, I liked um, some of the stylistic choices, though. Maybe not the doll scene, but, like, the way the argument was done mm-hmm. and, like, the, like, party scene in the hallway was pretty cool. It looked good, yeah. you know. Um, like, the karaoke scene, even though, like, I feel like that's been done a couple times recently in movies, like totally comes to mind the um but yeah just the way it looked and everything and like the underwater scene was pretty cool too yeah every coming of age movie has to have a fucking cool <laughs> scene like there's eighth grade there's ladybird uh there's book smart there's edge i think edge of 17 she jumps into a pool too yeah it's fucked man come up with something different fucking to do. kids in california man i know right? yeah i guess all those movies are set in california Pick a different state. Yeah, fucking Florida. I did, I did like the whole <laughs> setup of the plot of this movie, too. Like how the story gets set into action. Like she's in the bathroom stall. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, listening to the other people talking. Yeah, and then she has like the whole confrontation that like sets it off. That was cool. That was unex- unexpected. It's yeah. not what I thought was going to happen there. Yeah. So I also cool. liked... This is a small gag spoiler but when she corrects the spelling of your on the stall she's like you're ugly what and then she like writes the <laughs> yeah um, it's very funny uh, oh one flaw though that i will point out is well two flaws minor flaws uh couple things wrapped up a little too quickly at the end but i feel like that was probably just in service of the runtime to keep it like under two hours for comedy but then also like the sense of time at night like made no sense. Oh no! Because like no. like the fir- either the first or second 
place they go to it's already like 10 30 in the uber and then they go to the library for hours it's like how late is this party going like dude 8 I, <laughs> I eat dinner and smoke a little weed and i look at the clock and it's like 11 o'clock like, what the fuck like where, where did my night go yeah no they're logistically it doesn't make sense how no. much they were able to do because they're also like stranded for a little bit too well and they have to like come down from the drugs like there's like a 24 hour day in that night it just doesn't <laughs> add up yeah <laughs> um okay anything else before we drop star ratings nope four it, and a half stars five five see this is why we needed you because we uh travis and i were discussing the concept of cinephiles digest certified bangers movies that uh, all three of us have given five stars fives. to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how many of those do we have thus far it's a small list it's like maybe five or six something like that yeah at most five or six two of them are fucking yorgos movies <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so okay. yeah we'll have to keep a running list of that and come up with some sort of official list but we'll wait till all three of us give a movie five stars before we reintroduce the concept. Yes. All right. All right, man. Well, Booksmart will count. If you watch Booksmart and you come on the show and say, I would give it a five, it, it would count. I better watch it hungover. Why? That's when I'm at my most vulnerable, vulnerable state. <laughs> really? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's when I'm like the most checked out. I'm just like. <laughs> no, I like giggle and cry and all that stuff when I go to the movie hungover. Oh, I don't. Oh, man. I'm just get me out of here. Yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> Hand to my like palm to my forehead like uh don't barf. You can't go if you're too hungover. You have to like recover from your hangover. That's the only hangover I have. I'm tired. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's either the worst saying. hangover of my life or you're not hungover at all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to what else we've been watching. Uh, I have some TV. I don't have a ton of movies. I think I only have. One, maybe two to talk about. Uh, Tom, what are, you, what are we looking at here? One or two things? I'm just creeping on Barry. Yeah? You're not caught up thing. yet? No, but it's still great. It's just Sarah goes to bed so early, and we watch it together, so we usually only get one, one and a half episodes. Just one episode at a time. Those are 30-minute episodes, though. Yeah, but you know, you start them after dinner, and then it's like, okay. You don't understand. She starts getting ready for bed at 730. <laughs> it's a whole a whole thing, whole yeah, ordeal. it's a whole thing. So, um, yeah, <clears throat> I haven't, I haven't watched anything really, but, um, Barry's great. Yes. Barry is great. You got caught up on that one fully. Sorry. How far are you? I think we got into episode four. Is uh, it an eight or two? 10 episode two? Oh, okay. It's eight episodes. Cool. I believe. Uh, right, Travis? There. I think so. Yeah. Well, you haven't talked about it. You're, you're all caught up on Barry now, right? We talked about it last episode. The burp, it had finished. Barry, mm-hmm. like we were, you were totally caught up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I anyway. watched the finale of season two before you did. <laughs> By like, hours. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Travis, the floor is yours. I don't have a ton to talk about. I actually don't have a ton to talk about either. So oh, man, we might have a short one on our hands here. Tom, get excited. I am. Tom is home. The circumstances are different. <laughs> I'm very relaxed. And the Blazers are out of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's not such a sense of urgency anymore. Nope. <laughs> My anxiety level has come down a couple notches. <laughs> but the Apex 
update just dropped today. So that is a pressing issue. Oh, incentive. at least for me. Incentive to Let's wrap this get up. you guys out of here. <laughs> I don't care anymore, dude. I oh, only play that game God. if someone texts me and is like, "Hey, you want to play?" Okay. And if I'm free, I'll play. But I don't. I don't play it on my own anymore. So you want me to text you? Is that what you're saying? Well, you never do because you're always <laughs> playing with your brother and a sow and whoever else. Yeah, yeah. A sow and his uh, mistress. Does she play too? No, just some one of his friends. His mistress? Yeah. His gamer girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her name's Corgi. Voorhees? Corgi. Corgi? That's that's like the first gamer time you heard Voorhees. Voorhees? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Anyways. I only uh, have room in my life for two ladies. That's it? Yeah. Sarah and the cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I will start with some new releases. Mm. So I saw Aladdin last Friday. Yes. I want to hear about this. This is a certified turd. Kind of the impression I was getting from the trailers. but So I didn't want to actually go see this. I went on a double date with a couple who never goes out. And they like really wanted to go see a movie because they haven't seen a movie in over a year. And they chose this one. And they chose Aladdin. So I was like, whatever. Did I'll they like just it? Go along for the ride. Uh, yeah, they like. Of course it. they did. I know. Of course they did. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Only see one movie a year. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, this. Uh, I'll let you go in just a second. But this is one of those movies. The Rotten Tomatoes disparity, critic score, <laughs> audience score through the roof. It's like I'm pulling it up now Crazy to verify, time. but I think it's like 92 percent or something like that. So yeah, maybe this is a lame or lazy criticism. How old do you have to be to give a Rotten Tomatoes? Review. How old do you have to yeah, be? Yeah, can you do it when you're like seven? I don't know. Like create an account? All these eight-year-olds going on to Rotten Tomatoes and giving it 100%. You probably have to be... I don't know. That's a good question. They probably don't have age limitations on it, right? I'm not Unless sure. Unless you have seven-year-olds rating like R-rated movies or something. I did but. hear they're going to try and do something where you have to like verify that you actually saw the movie to submit a score because of the whole like troll... Brie Larson? thing yeah that has taken or like effect. last jedi and well that. you don't have to but they do verified ratings now so you can see if someone <laughs> is verified or not um i just confused myself big time because i typed in aladdin on rotten tomatoes and i was like 94 percent critic rating what the fuck <laughs> original aladdin oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah um i feel like this is a a common criticism of mine and we've already talked about it once or twice and you guys can call it lazy or whatever, but this was way too fucking long. Originally a 90 minute movie. This one, 128 minutes. I felt like you would probably be able to come up with some other better criticism. No, no, I will, but that's just the starting point. Okay. Too like, got it. I mean, same story, same beats for the most part. Animated movies are all like 90 minutes. I know, but like this could have been 90 minutes too. Okay, carry on. Uh, it just like the just like the Elton John or Rocket Man criticism I had. I would have much rather just watched the original of this and like. You would rather watch the original Rocket Man? No, no, of Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> and it just doesn't capture the magic. It just feels like a a copy, a lame copy of the original. Um, it felt like I was watching a play at times, and it felt kind of cheap. And it's a Disney production, so you would think it would be not cheap. It looking. looks shitty. Like, the visuals, I mean, like, the fidelity and just the way that the characters look and the color palette. Yeah, yeah it I looks think it bad. Looks, I think it looks bad, too. Yeah. When the movie opened, there's a cool, like, 
like flowing like tracking shot through the like little the like sand. town no it's like through the town um like the little market area sure uh that looked cool i was like oh this is gonna be pretty sweet and then right after that like once the movie started i was like no this is gonna be bad do they do the thing with the merchants running their hands through like pistachios and fish and stuff calling mm, out their wares no i don't think so are there any new musical numbers there are some yeah, but I, I haven't seen the original since I was like a little kid, so I can't really do a great job of comparing the two, but I just remember, like, I just know if I watched that one now, I would enjoy it. Watching this one, did not enjoy it. Um, Will Smith was okay, but he was kind of corny and just not Robin Williams. Um, and every time they broke into like one of the like famous songs of Aladdin, it was just like the feeling I got watching Rocket Man. Like, this is not them. This is not what I'm bringing back them, (laughs) wherever they are. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Jafar, the villain was not very villainous. He looks way too young. Uh, Anybody? Marwan. Marwan Kinzari? Yeah, that guy. Oh, Billy Magnuson is in this movie? Oh, his character was such a joke. Is that a new character? Uh, Prince Anders? I don't... Who's that? I'm not sure, but I think he's like basically like a fake prince in this movie. He has like two scenes, but he's like just a total like caricature and it's... His performance is really bad but it's not really his fault i think it's just like because I, I think he's pretty funny like he's funny in game night and he's also funny in what was that one i always forget the name oh ingrid goes west i like yeah him in that as well. the instagram influencer yeah. guy yeah. <laughs> but he i mean it's ultimately yeah like a throwaway character but he's pretty bad in this it's like a he's just like putting on this like fake accent type voice it's it's bad. Like mm. I feel like you or I could do it. <laughs> is this the end of Guy Ritchie's career? Probably not. I mean, I think the movie's making a fair amount of money. So. Yeah. I didn't really like. I mean, I haven't seen the last few Guy Ritchie movies. I don't think, and I'm not like a Guy Ritchie completist, but I don't like any of his movies. <laughs> like Snatch is okay at best like what the fuck i think i watched lock stock and two smoking barrels maybe but i like snatch this guy aladdin king arthur legend of the sword the man from uncle he did those two sherlock holmes movies i never saw the second one i remember the first one being okay i think yeah i like both of them uh revolver i think i saw that movie and it was trash just why did they choose this guy why did they choose guy richie for aladdin that's such a weird choice right like i don't get it what do you want to like uk street up your aladdin movie like what's the deal it's it's kind of an off the wall choice like john favreau for the lion king makes sense because he did the jungle book you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he has proven that he can do, like, a live-action animal adaptation movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, it's not live-action. You know what I mean? It's like the CG, realistic CG. Uh, Javar should be way more gross. He should be old and... Agreed. Super creepy Very mustache. creepy. But instead, they cast, like, this young, pretty good-looking guy. Yeah, he looked... I mean, he doesn't well, really she, look like a villain He's at supposed all. to look like a snake. So that when he turns into a snake, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like James Earl Jones. 
Yeah. Oh my god. What? <laughs> that just reminded. Yeah. Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just boring and just felt like a, a waste. That sucks, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad also, we uh, didn't do that one. Yeah, the two leads I feel like weren't that great either, especially the main guy. Like, Riff Raff. He's just not a street rat. Mina Massad. I don't know, I just feel like he can't really like carry a movie or be the lead for especially something like Aladdin. Well, he was wearing a shirt, so off to a bad start. Right. <laughs> Whoa, really? He's wearing a shirt in this mm-hmm. movie? Oh, that's bullshit. Aladdin does not wear shirts and he does not have nipples. <laughs> Wait, I thought his nipples were just covered by the like weird vest thing he was wearing. No, I think they're totally gone. Well, no Smith nipples, has huh? nipples in this one though. Hmm? Well, Jeannie Smith. had nipples. No, Jeannie no, had nipples. No. So Will Smith has nipples. Yeah. Who would have thought? Should should have edited them out. <laughs> that looks so weird. <laughs> what, dude, the whole thing looks fucking weird. Yeah. Like, might as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say, though. I checked out, like, 15 minutes into this movie. I went to the Did bathroom. Did they open with just... the one song, though? Like, uh, Prince Ali. No, not that one. Oh, the opening song. I thought that. No. When the... he's, like, going through the, the streets with uh, his monkey or whatever? No, no, no. no. Uh, Arabian Nights. Hmm. Yeah, they did do Arabian Nights. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, o- that that's how it opened. The, the opening is very similar to the opening of the original, from memory. Gosh, the mo- the movie, the animated original is excellent. I that can was still my favorite. All the characters and they're they're great. When I was a kid, yeah, that was my favorite. Still fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how's the monk? Is the monkey in this movie? Abu? Yeah, Abu. Is he? How's how's Abu? He doesn't really have any. I mean, he doesn't have any nope. lines or anything. It's just oh, like dude, a that cute monkey, monkey had so much character. Yeah, did they do a good job at the carpet? Because the carpet was great in the. Oh yeah, he was like too. a friend, and yeah. he like high fives the monkey and stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, it was in there, and but but just, they just didn't give a high five. I can't remember this, this fucking movie again. I checked out. Like, fucking Disney. <laughs> Did they make the carpet seem like a person? Yeah, to a degree. I mean, as much as a carpet can look like a act like a person, I guess. Well, quite a lot in my experience. Well, you can get away with more in an animated movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was bad. Uh, I saw *Brightburn* as well, which is a contender <laughs> for worst movie of the year so far. Contender? Okay. I saw yeah. your score. I've never seen you give a movie that low of a score. I also gave Serenity a point. That was last five. year, though, wasn't no, it? No, that's this year. That was this year? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Did you see Curse of La Llorona? I did not. I doubt it would be this bad. This movie was, like, painfully bad. Like, I don't even understand how this has any sort of positive review. <laughs> it's the gun bros. <laughs> yeah. and Not the gun. The gun... The Guns Bros. Yes. <laughs> James and Seth Gunn or whatever the fuck. Well, wait. His, uh, James, Gun- James Gunn, right? That's the Guardians of the Galaxy guy? Yeah. yeah. Two of his brothers did Wrote the it. screenplay, but not Sean Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. He has two other brothers. Yes. Who apparently wrote a Holy screenplay. Holy shit. Yes. Um, James, Mark, and Brian all produced. Brian and Mark wrote. I was glad to see that James only produced it because going into it, I thought he wrote it for some reason. But I, and watching, it, I was like, 
James Gunn wrote this piece of shit? This is so bad. Well, he did write that movie that kind of got shit on the the office that goes on lockdown, like the the oh, the, I know what you're talking the, about. The, what the fuck? The Belco experiment. The Belco experiment. Yes, he wrote that. True, but I'll just blame the director on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> blame the writers and director on this one. <laughs> well, not everyone hates this movie. I mean, like you said, there has been it's been pretty mixed, but yeah. I think isn't it positive though on Rotten Tomatoes or close to? Or? Well, it's above fifty, but it's not. Oh, it's okay. not. Po- it's not fresh. All right. Well, anyways, um, it's like every character is just so stupid. Like the parents are so stupid. They do the whole thing that like you know you're like something's wrong with your child or like something's off with them, but like they don't want to believe it. So then like they like <laughs> go to lengths to like try and cover it up or like not believe it. It's like you, this is probably a bad example. Um, well, it's kind of like Pet Cemetery, you know, where like the dad is like, "This is my daughter. It's cool, right?" But it's not. Yeah. Like that's kind of what they do with this kid. But like they literally find this kid in the woods in like this like spaceship. So like I feel like that's like <laughs> strike number one. <laughs> well, that's Superman. That's Superman's I, origin. Well, story. I know that, but eventually in Superman, at least, like it's. Well, I, this is supposed to be like an inversion of the Superman's. Like, what if right. Superman was actually like a fucking murderer, right? I mean, right. Yeah. It's he uses his power for evil instead of good. That sounds kind of cool to me. It does sound cool, but it's so bad. Like, and there's like no sort of like arc or like difficulty or anything with the the kid character. Like, he's just evil, and like that's it. So he's like the shape. The boogeyman. No. Michael Myers. No, not quite. Because <laughs> he goes to school in colors. <laughs> Dude, is there is there Eats. a scene where he is like in class, it's like a parent teacher conference, and like, we need to talk about Jimmy. And he's like in the background with like fucking black crayons, like black and red, just drawing like a pool of blood. Like, is there something like that? Uh not quite, but close. I mean not that exact scene, but pretty close, yeah. <clears throat> Um, I see the Badger from Breaking Bad is in this movie. Dude, he's popping up in a lot of stuff lately. What is, is he like a comedic relief character? Is Kinda. Is he like a janitor? Like, he plays the uncle. Uncle. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple like kind of cool kills in this movie. And since it is rated R, like like it, there was like five seconds of like, whoa. But beyond that, it was just dumb. Like the ending came out of nowhere. I kind of liked where they were going with it. But I also kind of hated the idea of it as well. And maybe you could even guess what they're trying to do with the movie just based on the title, the gunness. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Hmm. Um, Tie into Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it like a like their own like, well, OK, minor spoilers for the end of I'm probably. I still want to see this movie. So, do you care if I give like? Uh, it doesn't really spoil the movie. It kind of just spoils like the possibility of what's next. Well, so it's like open ended. Brightburn two. Just say kinda it. Whatever you're gonna really. say, just say it. So, Bruce Willis is sitting at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're. It seems like they're trying to create their own like superhero universe, and like 
So there's like this. Another kid shows up, saves the day with his Hancock powers. There's like a viral YouTuber like video at the end, and it's Michael Rooker. No. Michael Rooker. Oh, right. Because he's like the gun association. Yeah. So he's like going on about like this Brightburn character and then like all these other like supernatural type things that are popping up. But then there was like one of the pictures was uh, Rain Wilson from Super. So like I don't. It seems like they're for real. Yes, like it seems like they're trying to start their own like superhero universe of some sort. But like, how the fuck could Rain Wilson compete with evil Superman? (laughs) He doesn't actually have any powers in that movie, does he? I I brought this up to my boss, and his response was like, "Well, what about Batman?" I was like, "Oh, (laughs) yeah, but he's he's not like that in Super. (laughs) Who did Super?" James Gunn. He really, really? Yeah, he directed it. Oh fuck! That he probably wrote it too. Good. Oh, I love Super. What? Yeah, dude, Super <laughs> is right. Get out of here! No way. <laughs> That's like a three star. I don't remember Five what I gave. It's like two and a half, three star movie. I love that movie. Tom, have you seen Super? No, I'm looking I at images don't. of it right now. That it's probably sucks. one. If I went back to though, I'd probably like it less. But from memory, loved it. Sucks. It was in the same realm as like Hobo with the Shotgun. That but, movie is dope. I was loving that movie. Those is movies. super campy, though. Yes, super. It's like you know, it's pretty campy. Not I mean, camp is the word I would use. Cheese? It's silly. It's like goofy, but like yeah, sure, it, goofy. It's supposed to be taken seriously. It's, and like, it's a like a dark comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, everything was just bad about Brightburn. Like all the action scenes were just like him flying across the screen really fast with yeah, like it, it a didn't huge look sound, like and. If anything, that was just like stressing me out. It wasn't actually like doing anything for me. Um, but yeah, I, I want you guys to see it and just just um, realize how dumb it is. I, I might catch up with it. If not in theaters, down the road. My cram. Turn in my cram jam. Oh, yeah. Cram it's, jam. it's a top 10 contender for sure. <laughs> <laughs> top 10 cram jam? Yeah. Contender? Hmm. No, this is easily bottom five worst of the year uh yeah i don't really have much else to say other than it was really dumb cool yeah is that it for your new releases did you catch anything else um i watched her smell on a uh, fandango it's pronounced her smile dude you fucking love fandango oh dude <laughs> it's the best uh but these are all f- like free to zero or free to zero dollars. <laughs> wow, <laughs> big range. Free to one to two dollars. Because like I'll get the five dollar off coupon, and then the movie costs like six or seven to rent. So you just have to pay a dollar or two, and boom, new release. All right, real quick around the table, Tom. Coupon. 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 You said coupon. 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 People either say coupon or coupon. I say both. <laughs> Interesting. I also Yet another wrinkle. I also say bagel, and I get a lot of shit for it. Oh, that's a should. that's a Northwest thing, I think. No, what? Or bagel? People are uh, say that all the time. Pillow, bagel. I say pillow, not pillow. Pillow, right? Yeah, yeah pillow. I do the same thing. What? Yeah, pillow. Do you say milk? Milk. Yeah, milk for sure. Milk. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Ken says pillow and milk. Milk. I don't. I don't do milk. I do say pyramid. Pyramid? Pyramid? What? It's a pyramid, like the Great Pyramids. 
No. <laughs> no. I think I get it from my mom. That's that's a hard no. Oh, okay. So you know that game, like the PE game, you have flags on each side of the field and the teams have to try to get them. Capture the flag? It's called Capture the Flag. Oh, my God. What? Wait, I feel like we've talked about this. I think we have. Capture the Flag. You say that? You Capture the Flag. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's the game. Ketchup or That's the name up? of the game. No, get the fuck out of here. Tomato, tomato. Baseball. Uh, her smell. Uh, liked it quite a bit. Uh, this is the Courtney, no- Courtney Love, not Courtney Love. Pretty much, movie. yeah. The characters in the style of Courtney Love, uh, played by Elizabeth Moss, thought she was pretty great. Uh, really liked the music. I could see myself listening to it outside of the movie. This is the something Perry guy, Alex right? Ross Perry. Yeah, I've seen one, maybe two of his movies. You probably saw Listen Up, Philip. Yes, he's a little bit of a pretentious fuck. That guy. You think so? Yeah, I think his movies feel a little tryhard. Mm. I have only seen Listen Up, Philip, but I don't remember much of it other than that I thought it was okay. It was kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but I did actually listen to a few interviews of him. He actually sounds like a pretty cool guy. Yeah? Yeah. He loves movies. Mm, his, yeah. <laughs> well, no, like his idea of like a perfect day is to like cram three or four movies in. I'm like, this guy. That's what's up. <laughs> Speaking my language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was talking about how, like, when he was going to film school, he was also working. But because he, like, lived in New York, he could, like, easily go see, like, two or three movies a day. Like, but still go to school and still work, like, an eight-hour shift. But that was, like, his idea of fun. That's just too much. I can relate. It's <laughs> too much. Um... Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Um, it's two hours and fifteen minutes, and it doesn't feel super long, but not like Rocket Man. Well, <laughs> the thing that's kind of weird about it is there's only like six <laughs> scenes, and most of them what? Are, yeah, in a two hour and fifteen minute movie. Yeah, there's like six six scenes. scenes. Yeah, not like six cuts, but there's six scenes. Like it's like separated by like almost. That's a like very specific number. Do, do little, you like? Well, Did you read something or? Well, it's it's very distinct. Like it's like a scene, and then there's like it's old right. footage of the band, and then there's like another scene, and like the the ratios are different, like the aspect ratios. So like there's kind of like chapter breaks in a sense, but and the aspect ratio changes for like the home video, like footage that are in between. The oh, scenes. they're like like uh, not segues, but kind of like to separate the yeah, kind like kind of like a title card, but instead of a title card, it's like home a video. little home video footage. Yeah, interesting. Sounds yeah. pretentious, transparent. Um, yes, but yeah. So the movie felt a little samey, just because you were in the same space for such a long period of time. Um, but there are some good moments and. Um, yeah, I um, don't know what else to say about it. But What's the, the star <laughs> rating on this one? Gave it a four, but I'm in between like a four, four and a half. Okay, so worth catching up with. Oh, yeah, definitely worth watching. You going to check it out? No. No? Didn't this guy do another movie with uh, Elizabeth Moss? Queen? Yeah. 
Queen of Earth. Yeah, that movie was boring and pretentious. Oh, you saw that? Uh Uh-huh. I want to see that. But I don't don't know if I want to. (laughs) (laughs) I just read the description on Letterboxd. Oh, Queen of Earth? Mm Mm-hmm. Catherine Watterson's in that movie, too. Oh, is she the other lead? Uh Uh-huh. Is that the one from Alien Covenant or no? I might think of someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She plays the Ripley-esque character. She was yeah. an Inherent Vice, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, speaking of, I mean, this is not really related, but um, the new Ang Lee movie, did you see the trailer for that? Oh, it looks garbage. Gemini yeah. with Will Smith? Oh, yeah, it looks horrible. It looks Gemini stupid, Man right? or something? It's just Gemini. It Gemini looks... Man. Is it? Really? Yeah. Oh, even maybe they changed it. <laughs> than just Gemini. <laughs> The CG on Young Wolf Smith looks so bad. Oh, I don't think that looks that bad. <laughs> I don't think it looks that bad. Oh young Young God. Will Smith, Tom. I just thought the movie looked bad. And yes, CG looked like, particularly bad. Maybe the movie's like leaning into the like fakeness of the look because he's like a copy, right? Like yeah. that's the premise of it. He's like a clone or something. But it looks so like it just. Like his mouth movements, like just don't look right. Like it just looks bad. It looked okay to me. I don't know. Watch it's the, not like Kurt Russell again. in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, but it's might be worse. Good. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that's pretty good. Oh, I thought. okay. I thought that yeah. was pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, some of the Disney stuff has been good, like Samuel Jackson in Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel was pretty good. The Grand Moff. Tarkenton or whatever his name is in Star Wars. That was like a full on. That guy's not alive. Anymore. Yeah, I don't like it. Honestly, I don't like this whole making people look younger thing. You know what? If it means that we can bring Philip Seymour Hoffman back, no, come it on, doesn't I'm all for it. That's not... I'm all for it. No. It just it gives people <laughs> this easy way to go back to the well for just bullshit. I think it just like, muddies when the water. Will Smith was an action star, and he was so young and hot. Let's just do that again. It, it's going to muddy the water, and it's going to be weird. And people are going to take it too far, and it's just, what is real anymore, you know? Nothing. Steven Spielberg is going to remake Jaws, and he's going to do CG. What's that guy's name? Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. CG, like D.H. Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> once he's going to remake his Spielberg own movie. Spielberg endorses it. Yeah, Hanukkah did it. And then D.H. all the actors. Um, yeah, that movie looks Is like the shark terrible. technology going to be like current or 1970s? No, current. <laughs> They're going to steal assets from... Uh, the, the Meg? <laughs> no, uh, that shitty woman, Blake Lively. The Shallows. Oh, that was a great movie. <laughs> it's fucking garbage. Better than The Meg. No, better no than the Meg. way better. <laughs> the Meg was bad. It yeah, was, well, yeah. Uh, it was okay. It was fun. No, it was bad. It's fine. Agree, disagree. It was more fun than Brightburn, but that's not saying <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll touch on one other thing. I rewatched the Raid. I saw your rating of it. Rating. It, it didn't uh, <laughs> didn't really wow me on a second viewing. But I feel like it's probably just because I've seen other movies since then that have kind of one-upped it. Also, The Raid 2 has always been the superior Raid movie. Yes. The the first one was kind of just like a, a like little a proof of concept. Taste. Yeah. Well, th- it honestly was. Like, yeah. he couldn't get the money for two, so he made this to make money and, like, show that he has the chops in order to make two. The Raid 3, though, whenever that comes. Ooh, oh, baby. 
Dude, what if what if uh, they're gonna team up? What if uh, Chad Stahelski and uh, they got to whatever Gareth the Evans. raid guy's name is Gareth Evans, John Wick the the raid, the super... John Wick Chapter Four, the raid. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on! <laughs> Honestly, it would be pretty cool if they tied those two like universes. It'd in. be perfect. You they could easily, easily could. bring them together. Why not? <laughs> You would have to explain why that one guy already fought John Wick. Right. No, you don't. He died. No, you just bring over the other guy. The main guy. Whatever his name is. No, 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 no. The, the, the crazy dude from... He got killed in the raid too anyway. Exactly. And then he was fighting John Wick. It doesn't matter. Twin, bro- just, twin brother. It'll take place in between raid one and two. Yeah, easy. <laughs> easy fix. This is a this is a raid two prequel. Actually, he's also in the raid one though, and I'm pretty sure he, he is in the raid one. Yeah, he gets killed. No, he dies in raid two. What happens? Doesn't he lose the fight? And yeah, but he doesn't die. You in just raid I know. It. I feel like he dies, but I forgot that wow. he was in two. He either dies or gets severely injured, and we just don't hardcore main. We just don't like. <laughs> Tie up that loose end. No double tap on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's your first mistake. Um, yeah. Underwhelmed by the raid rewatch. Yeah, so I'm a little nervous to watch the raid two again. Don't be. Okay. Don't be. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's it for me. Uh, the one movie I watched, uh, June 1st, I watched it. Uh, start of Pride Month. I watched the Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. You're doing one a day? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, Martha P. Johnson was a trans activist um, who was murdered in the early 90s, and her death was never solved. Like her murder was never solved. So it's a documentary about like her legacy. But also about her murder and like trying to find who did it, you know, and tie off loose ends. Um, it was a good documentary. It was interesting from like the historical aspect of it, like learning about who she was and seeing interviews with like people who were in um, New York City with her during this time. Like there was this huge, uh, it was called Stonewall. Oh yeah, in like '69, I think, where uh, the police basically just brutalized a bunch of trans and queer people in the streets in New York City. Um, and then after that, that was like the birth of like the Pride movement. So she was like uh, a pioneer in the Pride movement, right? Um, so that stuff was really cool. Seeing the history, seeing like clips of her back in the day, giving interviews, doing speeches, that kind of stuff was really cool. She seemed like a really awesome person. Wait, how old was she when she died? When she died, she was probably, I don't know, in her late forties or something. I don't know exactly, but. Is it kind of like a true crime doc? Do they like cover the murder? Well, so that's the thing. So that's what I'm getting to. So like, I like the historical aspect of it. When they get to like the modern day, like, murder investigation stuff the crime is still unsolved so it's kind of a one of those wet noodle things where it's like there's really not any new information that's garnered there's like she follows some threads so like the modern context is that there's this woman who works for the it's like a like a victim advocacy group like a nonprofit in new york city so the 
central character we'll call her is uh someone who works for this advocacy group so she's kind of like opening up this cold case because she's due to retire so she kind of wants to see if she can like bring closure to that story um she doesn't the murder is still unsolved so like that aspect of it was not as interesting because it was like there was some interesting stuff that happens but ultimately there's there's not any closure that's still a cold case has not been solved so i think it rated it like a four some really really heartfelt moments like there's one specific side character who was like with Marsha during stonewall and coming up through the movement uh that they kind of shine a light on her story and like the hardships that he, she had to endure pretty heart-wrenching um so it's it's a it's a solid documentary it's well made i thought it looked good um it was just a little the way it flip-flops between like the historical examination of the movement and her murder to present day like investigation stuff i thought was a little sloppy but is it a netflix doc or just yeah. a doc on netflix netflix original i believe yeah don't quote nice. me on that but i think like 90 percent sure netflix original um fy tickled is on hulu if you care <laughs> Oh, yeah, you still haven't seen that, huh? No, you gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah. Captivated. Gotta watch Tickled. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it sounds so dumb, and, like, it's why would I want to watch that? But, like, so 10 or 15 minutes in, you're like, oh, shit, we are in this. <laughs> yeah, you're like, how the fuck could this, like, totally benign, stupid thing turn into this? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Plus, David Ferrier is awesome. I mean, he's the narrator of the documentary, mm-hmm. so he's, I mean, he's from New Zealand, so mm-hmm. it's like listening to a hobbit talk about hot boys being tickled. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hobbit talking about hot boys being tickled. <laughs> That's my review. Tickled. I want to see that on a poster. Uh, <laughs> Start out with an analogy and then just... <laughs> Please use that to describe something in the near future. <laughs> okay. Um, that was the only other like new movie I watched. There's probably some like rewatch that's not coming to mind, but I watched some TV. Uh, just this morning through the afternoon, I started watching My Hero Academia. Ah, uh, I've been seeing new people Academia watch this recently, and people love it. It's an anime. Is it a new anime? Relatively, yeah, yeah. It's ongoing. It's on Hulu. There are three seasons, but we're talking like 80 episodes. Whoa. First season's like 22 episodes or something like that. For anime, though, it's pretty popular, at least right now. It's very popular, yeah. I didn't know that until recently, but uh, Persona 5 got me in the mood for for anime. So I started watching the show today. I'm three episodes in. It's pretty cool. Uh, Tom, you'll love this. One of the main characters is voiced by the same guy who voiced Piccolo and Vegeta in the U.S. dubs of Dragon Ball Z. So you're playing Persona, watching this, and playing Pokemon Go. I'm a full-on weeb now. (laughs) Yes, fucking all (laughs) in. Does Haley watch this with you? No. This is a pure... Well, she plays Pokemon Go with me, but no, this is a purely Matt venture. Sarah won't watch anime with me either. Anime is very hit and miss. So I actually, the first show I started this morning before that was a show called Space Dandy. And it's like a flamboyant space explorer who like... They just tried to recreate Cowboy Bebop? Kind of, kind of. It's actually from the Cowboy Bebop uh, creator. Okay. 
it's seemed very stupid mm. it was kind of crude like there were like it was like oh boobies we're mm-hmm. going to booby planet like mm-hmm. shit like that like very kind of sexual uh juvenile kind of stuff yeah. and apparently each episode is like a standalone it's kind of like star trek like each episode is like a standalone yeah. go to a different planet thing yeah um but my hero academia so basically it's a tv show where there's some event that happens like somebody is born with like an aura and it like goes across the world and babies start being born with like powers and they end up becoming so prevalent that 80% of the population has what they call a quirk, which is basically a superpower, like to varying degrees. So some people with really powerful quirks become heroes. Some become villains. And the main character is a kid who was told that he will not have a quirk, even though he was obsessed with superheroes. So he's like a scholar of superheroes, like rigorous note taker watches all the clips of heroes, but he can't actually be one himself, you know? That's the premise of the so show. Wait, does your power dictate if you're good or evil, or do you just kind of choose? No, that's your own thing. So it's like X-Men, kind of? Kind of, yeah. But it's like everybody has a quirk. Or all characters with superpowers. Sure, but just the way he described <laughs> it, it might have sounded like there were like more specific like heel face traits <laughs> no 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 there's not like specific quirks are associated with being a villain or associated with being a hero um but it's kind of cool i'm only three episodes in it's uh it kind of skews it seems a little younger kind of similar to dragon ball z you know there's like the the goofy like super exaggerated like uh when someone's upset like the background will turn black and they'll their posture like they'll they'll turn into like a crumpled mess and they'll be like oh oh, oh, oh no you know just like really stupid exaggerated voiceover stuff like Isn't that. Isn't that anime though? That's not all anime. <laughs> <laughs> um so I just started watching that. We'll see. Um and just yesterday I finished When They See Us, which is a new Netflix miniseries from Ava DuVernay. Mm. of selma fame and uh 13th the netflix documentary wrinkle my butthole wrinkle my butthole yes <laughs> um it's a four episode miniseries about the central park five which was a case in uh 1989 central park jogger case five young black boys were essentially framed for the rape and assault of a, a white woman so it's like the dramatic uh rendition of that so it was very impactful um it looks amazing i thought the writing was really good performances are amazing uh the actor who played kevin in moonlight uh sharon's like lover the middle one the one who like gives him a handy and like fights him it's On cool the beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that actor uh plays one of the central park five and i thought he was pretty incredible like that kid is gonna have a very bright future like between moonlight and this show like he's he's really fucking good um however the show is a little uneven so like the way it's presented without spoilers episode one the actual event like 
them getting arrested, the actual assault happening in the park, all the stuff surrounding it. That's episode one. So you get to see all that, like the recreation of. Well, they were framed, so you don't actually see the rape. Mm. You see what the kids are doing, right? Um, so that's kind of episode one, them getting arrested, interrogated a little bit. Episode two, further interrogation, the trial. Episode three immediately jumps to, uh, for people who aren't familiar with the case, their uh, convictions were vacated, so they were set free. But the jump is very jarring because it goes from them being put in jail or juvie, depending on their age, to them being free without actually knowing how they got freed. So it's like the third episode is digging into them post-prison being convicted felons like how do you adjust into society what how are the odds stacked against you that kind of stuff um and then episode four is basically all centered on one specific character going back to like from him going into prison to him getting out of prison so i thought the way that the story was presented was a little weird because like you it jumps so much through time and you're not given an explanation. And then to devote the last episode almost exclusively to one character. Having said that, the last episode is, is probably the best episode in the show. Just because that character's story is like so harrowing. And it's like, wow, like the criminal justice system is so fucked up. You know what I mean? But as a whole, it was kind of weird that that's the way they chose to break up the story you know like the final 15 minutes it like circles back around and it like brings a conclusion to everybody's story but i thought it was a little uneven in the way it was presented but pretty powerful filmmaking like it's it's only four episodes it's probably a total of like five hours because the episodes are all over an hour the last one's like probably an hour and 15 20 you know something like that so it's about five hours of viewing. Uh, very, very good, though. Especially if you're not familiar with the, the Central Park jogger case. It's I am not. It's pretty fucked up. Um, there's a documentary, though. Central Park 5. It's, yeah. a, it's a Ken Burns documentary. You got, Either of you seen that? Mm-mm. I have not. Oh, speaking of Ken Burns, there's a pretty Vietnam? good... No, there's a pretty good Ken Burns joke in Booksmart. There is. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they want to watch that Ken Burns. Yeah, and they're like, PBS the dust bowl can wait. We got a party to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to finish that Vietnam doc. <laughs> I forgot that you started that like a year ago or something mm-hmm. like that. It's good. It's just so much. Sound, yeah, I'm not watching yeah. 12 hours of Vietnam. I also got to. Uh, I mean, now that you got me thinking about anime, I got to watch season two, One Punch Man. So yeah, that's that's one that I want to Attack on Titan too is another one that I've never watched. Dude, Attack on Titan was fun, but it can fuck off compared to One Punch Man. Yeah, One Punch Man is so awesome. What do you guys think of the uh, live action Akira? Jordan Peele's doing it, so Taika. not anymore. Taika Waititi's. Doing oh, it. still Fine. on board. Even better, still on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's official though. They just announced that like. Like a month within or two the last ago, couple weeks or so. Weeks. I think he's been in talks, but they just made it official, official not too long ago. Um. Well, that reminds me, we have a new Batman. Oh yeah, our Pat. He's my bat. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, we have a new Batman. Did you, you know guys that, see Tom? all those pictures of um, uh, the Lego 
movie Batman when he's got his like glittery cape after he gets oh, sprayed yeah. with glitter or whatever, and it just says, oh, it was like a like Twilight Robert reference Pattinson or something. Has- <laughs> <laughs> I I do hate all the hate though for him being. Cast I think he'll be Batman. a great Batman. Yeah. Why, why oh, totally. He's a great actor. He does the intense thing really well. People don't know that though because right. he's been in yeah. basically unknown or under the radar movies basically so. ever since twilight yeah what's he been in besides good time uh the Lost rover cosmopolis yep the map to the stars no he's not in map to the stars yeah, is. is he he's a smaller part but he's in it oh he was in that movie this year what he's was that called the one we good, liked? Uh, high, life. high life yeah high life um He's probably been in a couple others, but I mean, none of those are like big box office successes, right? No. So, uh, yeah, to the average moviegoer, they only know him from Twilight. They haven't seen him, yeah. They only well, know him Harry from Potter Twilight. too, I guess. But he's so yeah, young. but that was pre Twilight, though. Yeah. No one knew who he was when he was in Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll be great. He signed a three picture deal, though. So we'll see a new trilogy. I wonder if this is Matt Reeves' new. Passion Project. This is going to be his new trilogy. He'll probably do the first one, and then they'll bring in... Jobber McGee. Probably uh, McGee. Jobber McJobbers. No, Matt Reeves is going to do a uh, trilogy. Who's the guy... He just came off a highly successful trilogy, and now he's going to do the trilogy. He only did two and three, though. I know, but they probably wish Rupert fucking Murdoch or Rupert... Rupert Sanders. Rupert Sanders. (laughs) They probably wish he did the first one, though. He did do the first one. No. You, well. Matt Reeves. Yeah. Well, me too. That movie is not very good. No. That one's great. Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Yes. All no. three are no. certified bangers. No. So, wait. Not, no. Not, no. You can't, <laughs> you can't introduce that term and then use it flippantly. So, the 2021 Batman is supposed to be Robert Pat? Yeah. Yeah. It's called The Batman right now, I think. It's yeah. It's like the working title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we got a new Batman. Hyped. He's going to kill. Why is there a picture already up that doesn't look like it's... by Photoshop. The internet. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a trailer out there, too. Yeah, I'm seeing a trailer. <laughs> I love those fake trailers where it's just like random movie clips. Like these are all just chapter of, two. These are all fake just ben Affleck. Oh yeah, and it's got shit from like prisoners in it. Yeah. It's like what is going on? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I love those. Um, I think I'm forgetting something. I'm still working through Veep. I'm almost done with season six. I'm not enjoying season six as much as the others. I've heard season seven, the final season, is pretty good. So I'll I'll power through it, but um. Haven't started Chernobyl yet for great things. I watched two episodes. And? I like it so far. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I've heard it's pretty harrowing. I didn't really like even know that that even happened. I mean, that probably sounds terrible to me to admit, but like I didn't really know that that was a thing. Do you ever see that uh, horror movie from probably like five or six years ago about Chernobyl? No, well, not about no. Chernobyl. It was like uh, these like tourists go to Chernobyl oh. and there's like radioactive fucking monsters or something in there yeah chernobyl diaries that's what it's oh, called okay. that movie so yeah <laughs> uh it's pretty good so far um just like learning more about it and like just the impact of it and like all the decision making that has to go on and involved with the situation like this and like some characters are 
obviously taking it lightly and then others are like no this is a big fucking deal and you just get to experience all that but yeah like there isn't like a ton of action or anything it's just like kind of just like a procedural type drama Mm -hmm. but you get to see how it affects like a bunch of different people and like different like aspects of life i guess but most of it focuses on like the like just the politics of like what to do in this like disaster situation but it's it's good so far i haven't seen keegan yet so he's coming he's in it yeah really yeah barry keegan oh barry keegan what do you think i was keegan Keegan michael Michael oh no (laughs) (laughs) no the killing of a sacred deer guy Mm -hmm. spaghetti man yep that guy uh spaghetti monster (laughs) The only thing I don't know if I talked about, it's the only thing that's come to mind. Pen15, did I say I finished that show up? Yeah. I did already do that? Yeah. I might have checked out the last time you were talking about it. <laughs> that show was really good. It's fucking hilarious. Did you talk about it last show? I don't I don't know if I did or not. I don't really have much to say other than... I feel like you might have like brought it up off air where you're like, oh, that show's funny. Or maybe like, I maybe did, we were like know. playing Settlers, but... Who knows? That show is really, really, really funny. It's awesome. That's Tom, really all I have to say. Tom, I did play Settlers for the first time ever. Yeah. Did you win? I did. It Sick. was awesome. His first yeah, game. Yeah, see, Settlers is bullshit. I stole the longest road from him, and then it wasn't exactly it's not smooth sailing. bullshit. Why do you think it's bullshit? No, I'm just fine. I had a lot of fun, but I only <laughs> it's played a fun one game. game. <laughs> I've only played like two or three times, but I feel yeah. like it's it. you can learn it really quick. and then. Oh, it's a very easy game to learn. It seems a little daunting at first, but yeah. it's, it's not. It's it's pretty easy. Well, I also feel like it was kind of one of those like one of the first like popular board games, like outside of like Sorry or it's a little ner- like the first popular like nerdy board yeah. game. You know? Yeah, yeah. So people said it was like hard to learn, but like compared to you know, yeah, compared to well, Check Four, it's very exactly. <laughs> very entry level Candyland. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like the nerdy board games because they're you know they're a little bit more. There's more there, right? You know, more mm-hmm. skill. If it takes more than like three hours to finish a game of it, my interest level like tanks. That makes sense. I just don't. You don't want to do a, a D and D round. Most not of, very many things I like doing for more than three hours. Most of those board game nights, it's like everybody comes over. You learn the game. It takes fucking forever because no one knows how to play. Five hours later, you finish it. And then you never play that game again, ever. Because I've never had like a consistent board game night. It's like, oh, let's just hang out, drink some beers, and play a game. Yeah. So I'll play, I'll learn a new game, I'll play it once, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate learning games mm-hmm. if I'm not going to follow it through, you know? Because the first game, playing a new game, if it's difficult, kind of sucks because you don't know what you're oh, doing man, the whole time. Oh, we gotta have a D&D oh, yeah. night in my basement. I don't like D&D. Especially if you're playing with people who have played it a bunch because then you just feel like you're so like out of place or at a disadvantage like oh I'm gonna Might as well just lose, fuck around obviously. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I did play uh, the werewolf game. I don't know the full name. Do you know what I'm talking about? There is a game called werewolf but it's not a board game. It's, it's like, like a role playing game. Well I guess it depends on how you categorize it but yeah there's like roles that you can get but it's like a quick game. It's like Maybe five or ten minute rounds. Uh, I must be thinking. And you play five with seconds. You play with an app. The highest die roll wins. No, and the app like basically like kind of like guides you through the round, but like based on what character you have, like you can do certain roles. But 
a lot of the game is like people closing their eyes and opening their eyes depending on what character it is. So it's kind of a weird game, but it's like it's mostly like based off of lying. So you're supposed to like put yourself in a position to win by like lying and people can catch you on their li- on your lies based on like what character you are or what, what they are, or what they've done. Um, but then there's like multiple scenarios where like everyone can win, everyone can lose, the werewolves can win, or the other parties can win. But it was pretty fun. I think this is the game I'm thinking of because Haley has played that game a bunch, but I didn't think it was that short of a game. I also didn't know it was like a phone app thing. Like maybe it is now, but I'll have yeah. to ask her about it because I don't remember. It was pretty fun, the logistics. but starting out, it was a little like daunting and I'm not a very good liar so like I feel like it's not really a game for me but like we only play with four people but I've heard if you play with five or six it's more fun because you then can there's, do big groups there's then. more roles yeah and like it just like creates a bigger scenario for like shit to happen I think do you watch The Office Tom? yeah do I watch The have Office? have you seen all of it? not all of it I think I dropped out like a season after Michael left okay well so like most of America my perception of that werewolf game is similar to that like Savannah murder game that they play <laughs> when they think that they're gonna lose their job so Michael like pulls the board game out of his cabinet and it's like a role-playing like everyone pl- is assigned a different rule and you're trying to figure out who the murderer is. Do you I do remember, not that? remember that. That's what I thought werewolf was, but someone was like the werewolf and everyone's trying to figure out who the werewolf is. That was my perception. Yeah. Of the game. Anyway. Hmm. It's fun. All right. Pretty fun. <laughs> All right. Anything else anybody wants to bring up before we uh, get the fuck out of here? Politics. Mm. Let's talk about it. The wall. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm joking. Brexit. Let's get into it. I'm joking. Let's get out of here. Let Although, my, did you guys uh, see that? But that CNN boxing here. That boxing highlight. Uh, Anthony Joshua. Uh, Tubby Mc Mexican. Tubby. Ruiz. That's right. Ruiz knocked that guy out. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it's that. Kind of fun. The first uh, Mexican heavyweight champion or boxing champion, I think. Like in the History. those official. Well, because, I mean, there's, like, tons of famous Mexican boxers, like Oscar De La Hoya and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, this particular title or whatever is the first... Heavyweight, maybe? Mexican... Maybe it's heavyweight. I don't know, but... Yeah. Anyway, kind of cool. But that's, uh... I was really just messing around. We can sign off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Next time... Dirk uh, Phoenix? What do we got? We Dirk got Diggler? Dark, we got Dark Phoenix coming do up. Do we care? Starring <laughs> Dirk Diggler. Do, do we, we care about Dark Phoenix? Yeah, do we Dude, care? It's all sold out at AMC 10 already. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Really? Or I'm was it just curious. like a glitch? I'm, just, I'm angry it's sold out. Was it a glitch in the app? Remember my first reform situation? Where it's like, dude, the, every seat is sold out, but then like it just didn't load for like an extra second, and then basically every seat was free? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be playing here, but Last Black Man in San Francisco. I don't think it is playing I am here. I'm hyped on that. You don't think so? We'll probably have to wait well, a Well, it's weeks. supposed to come out this weekend. Maybe the following weekend it'll be in Maybe. Sale. Anyway, The Dead Don't Die. We got to do I'm for seeing sure. that. Yep. The I'll new uh, Jim Jarmusch. Zombie flick. Adam Driver. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I've seen the trailer like five times. You don't know what I'm talking about, Tom? Mm-mm. Really? No. I'm but you didn't it. see it twice before the movie? I wish. I would much <laughs> rather see that trailer twice. Did uh, Jim Jarmusch do that boring poetry movie? Uh, yeah, Patterson? Patterson. Yeah. Yes. I never saw that. It was... Well, how do you know it was boring? <laughs> You're right. It was boring, but... It seems obviously boring. It was pretty boring, but it still was a good movie. Yes. It's Just a good... not amazing. No. 
Um, we also have Late Night. I'm not super interested. Oh, but is that the one with Mindy? Mindy Kaling and uh, what, nah. what's her fox? Helen Mirren. No. Is she in that? Isn't it? She's Helen not Mirren? the lead. <laughs> well, no, she's the late night host. No. Who is it? Emma Thompson? It's not her. Maybe it's Emma Thompson. I think Tom's right. I think it's Emma Thompson. It's someone older. Don't worry, I'm pulling it up. Older than Emma Thompson? I don't know. How old is she? She's probably in her like, early 60s. Oh, probably. Is it Betty White? It is Emma Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Mail it, Tom. Nice that looks that. okay. Um, Leto. I don't know what this is. Is this a Jared Leto biopic? That's the biopic we've all <laughs> been waiting for. What? I don't know what the it's fuck It's going to end is. with him becoming Jesus. Avant-garde Russian <laughs> filmmaker Kirill Serebrenikov returns to the big screen with a tribute to the early years of Russian rock. Returns. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. Uh, and then coming soon, we got Shaft, The Dead Don't Die, Men in Black International. Mib. Mib I. Count Maybe. me out for June, man. <laughs> See you guys in July. In July, huh? You don't think you're going to be busy in July? Nothing going on in July? Early July could be good. Um, Godzilla, you guys don't care about? Well, I might go see it, but I mean, that ship has sailed. No one's going to give a fuck in two weeks when we start recording again. True. We made an executive decision to do Rocket Man over Godzilla. Well, yeah, I let you Kind of sounds like decide, we made the. So if, if no, it was your choice. We'll, I guarantee I will like Godzilla more than Rocket Man. But if you like reverse, go back in time, you get to pick the movie. You would have picked Rocket Man, right? No. Nope. You're wearing a fucking Elton John shirt, Travis. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Is Godzuki in this Godzilla movie? Godzuki? <laughs> Who the fuck is Godzuki? <laughs> Dude, oh, the premise is Godzilla fights 17 monsters. Oh, I How think it looks awesome, but everybody seems to, to hate it. I don't know. No, I've heard the action is amazing. The, I don't know. Your your buddy, Robert, his review? Pattinson? Oh, that guy. No. Uh, Bajorquez. Or, no, Spiewak. That guy, yeah. He was saying that the action was amazing and it is a must-see on the big screen. Well, And that's what I'm hearing from a lot of critics is like, the movie is whatever, but the action is where it's at. And that's why you go see Godzilla. So I'll probably catch up with it. I'm going to see Mom. Do you want to catch that in three months on your TV in your living room? Well, I have a 4K no. TV. I don't care. I don't care what Godzuki. you have. Godzuki. I've I've seen a movie at your house, Matt. It does not compare to Dolby. Yeah, it was Mandy, and that movie is trash. That's why. Godzuki is a juvenile kaiju created by Hanna Barbera that appeared in the 1978 television series. Hanna Barbera, like the Scooby Doo people. And he is the cowardly nephew of Godzilla. Oh man, that sounds awesome. When are we getting that movie? Are we seeing the uh, Dora movie when it comes out? <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> did um, you watch it because of your sister or no? Yes, I did. Because my sister was old enough to where I didn't watch no, it. No, I watched it for sure. Oh, okay. So I, I have... love Dora the Explorer. Oh, no. Of my own volition, I watched Dora the Explorer. Are you honestly going to go see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Tom, um, are you going to be there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Godzuki. I'm also, awesome. I don't know if you guys are interested. <laughs> That looks like, uh, you remember the show Dinosaurs? Yes. That's what it looks like a character from Dinosaurs. Oh, I've never seen him live action. <laughs> um, oh, man. Also, I'm going to go see Ma this week. Oh, yeah. I want to see that, too. I've heard some I'll see that. interesting things about that. No. Tom's I think it's a cool little premise, but it probably won't be as good as I want it to be. We'll you see. Know? 
We'll see. I feel like that premise has the potential to be something great, but I'm Octavia Spencer, she's she's great. Yeah, I just have a feeling it's it's going to be one of those movies has some problems. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. We will see. <laughs> I will be seeing that, so we'll report back. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I want to thank everybody for listening. We will return with some new movies, some new TV, some new video games, all the good stuff, all the hits. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will return. Don't hold back. I want to break free. Got it singing through your body. And I'm carried by the sound. Every drum, every single beat, they were born from your body. And I'm carried by the sound.